560-KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And glad you're with us as we talk uh, sports with you over the next couple of hours. Busy BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. Football season always seems to be that way, does it not? As the week goes on, more and more to cram in. We love to talk about your team, regardless of who your team is, as long as it's one of the local teams. No Jacksonville Jaguars. No, we're not going to hear a lot about them or the Carolina. Carolina Hurricane or whatever, but uh, you get the point. If you're a fan of one of the four NFL teams, or certainly the uh, the two needle movers, the one in Iowa City and the one in Ames, you're going to hear about your teams right here. Uh, today's no exception. Coming up on the program, or that one to the west. Mm. Across the border, some Husker fans. There are Husker fans, but in a way... Kind of quiet this year, Trent. I do think that both Hawkeye and Cyclone fans get a kick out of this. The other segment was simple. I do too. Because it's Sip. He's a fun guy in yep, general. he is. But secondly... You love to hate Nebraska. You're watching the train wreck go on right, right. now. Everybody's second favorite team. It changes every week. Who's right. playing Nebraska? Uh, it is a train wreck. And we'll talk about that train wreck that comes to a stop this week. At least for one week, they get a bye. But they made some news. I'm anxious to talk to Sip about the trip to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, open up 2021 against Illinois. That'd kind of be cool. Do you think it'd ever happen? I mean, would, would Hawkeye fans... Or Cyclone fans. I mean, I guess it's possible that Big 12 could mm-hmm. follow suit. Um, Across the that? pond, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, it's a long way to go, man. It is. And only the well-heeled, I would think, fans of the program. Sure. Unless you've, I mean, you can save up. you got a couple of years to do that. Mm-hmm. But, would you, you know, it's, it's such a long off-season, right? It is, yeah. And you get the conference media days. You get a little taste of it. Then, there's, then the actual school media day. Sure. And then you go through fall practice, only to see your team get on an airplane and go across the pond, and you don't get them at the earliest until week number two. Uh, likely will never happen, but it's, it's happening for Nebraska. We'll talk to Sip about that and his thoughts on the Big Ten West. Uh, Lee Sterling's going to join us at 1045. He's got a handful of games that he wants to discuss with us, including Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Purdue, Iowa. Those are amongst the games Lee will discuss at 1045. Nick Athen joins the program. Chiefs Insider is where you can follow him on Twitter. Preview Thursday Night Football. The Chiefs, who have lost two straight against the Broncos, who have won two straight. What's wrong with that? Not what we anticipated at all. This Chiefs team... Five five or seven months ago, one of them is going to be coming in on a two-game losing streak and Mm -hmm. a two-game winning streak. Easy. Easy. It's the other way. It's the visiting team that continues. The beat goes on. Any hope for Denver now? No. You're you're still out. It feels like they're figuring out that Vic Fangio defense all of a sudden. A little bit. Just in time to trade Von Miller for a couple of first-round picks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At do you six like years that, old, do it's you all... like being that kind of fan? No, I don't mind it. It's I'm a realist. They can't win. If you, if you can't win, you may as well start the rebuild. But you've been doing this from the beginning. I mean, no optimism starting week one, no, week two. Had no you haven't. Nope, not this year. And I did last year. I did, you did last yes. year. Uh, and they, um, I bought the Broncos too last year. I thought they were going to be pretty you? good. What yeah. did they finish? 5-11? and 11, Whatever yeah. they did. Anyways, but Thursday night football tonight. Thank God. Boy, tonight's a busy sports night. Whew. After last night. You know what? How much of the belt game did you watch? The fun belt? The fun belt, yes. For all intents and purposes, start to finish. 
I was going to say probably overall I watched at the minimum of three quarters of the foot, and I, there was no way that that's what I thought I was going to be doing. I was watching preseason NBA basketball. See, I didn't, I couldn't go there. And uh, watch some puck. Well, and and I tried, but I don't have the center ice package that right? you do. Yeah. Because I made a wager last night because there was nothing else going on, so I had to do something. Well, you can't sit a night out. Why would you? The late window, you got to have some action. So I parlayed the three late games all together. In the NHL. It actually hit it. No, you didn't. They call me Mr. Hockey. So, <laughs> Mr. Monday Night's retired. It's now Mr. Hockey over here. So I went to, uh, my the, the my night ended watching the Sabres and the Ducks. And so that was Had the one right of your side games. on that one, by the okay. way. Yeah. Sharks were playing uh, Carolina. Who was good, but coming in a back-to-back, had the right side on that one. Okay. And what was your other one? Oilers. Oh, the Oilers played uh, Flyers. They did. Gotcha. Had the right side on that one. Good for you. So you had a three-team NHL parlay. <laughs> You're sick. I really have. Am. You ever bet a three-team? Well, how many NHL games do you bet over the course of the regular season? Yeah, probably twenty. Okay. And like it'll be a slow night, or I'll hear somebody or see something on Twitter, somebody that I follow that I respect their opinion, and I'll jump on board with mm-hmm. them. But yeah, maybe <laughs> once a week or something, I'll hit that at most. A three-team parlay goes in the right direction well, for you. you throw a couple bucks on it. Nice. Some fun. Hey, since we're talking hockey, I want to tip my cap to the uh, Iowa Wild, who continue to really promote the game, I think, mm-hmm. the right way and try to build it from the ground up. And it's never going to be a hockey hotbed, sadly, because it's a wonderful game. It really and truly is. Um, they continue to build these rinks, these community skating rinks around the around the area. Started, I don't know, three years ago. They put one in West Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Last year they went to Ankeny and Waukee. Correct? That sounds or right. There's yep. one in Ames. They just announced today, this morning, that they're building a uh, an outdoor skating rink in Johnston and one in Urbandale. It's wonderful. It's great. It's terrific. It's a wonderful family opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, the only, my only question about this is, I mean, not every family's got you know skates in the basement, right? right? Now we do. Growing up, every Canadian family does. That's what you get with your first pair of shoes, right? Exactly. They actually, get, the shoes come with the skates. <laughs> yeah, buy a pair of skates, we'll toss in shoes for the summer, but. So that's, I mean, can you rent things? I would guess so. Now, I've gone to Benton, the skating plaza that they right. have downtown there. I have too. And they have the rentals there. It's the last place I ever skated, by the way. Oh, really? How yes. long ago? Oh, uh, 10 years ago. Well, I think we need to get you back on the ice. Trent, I'll, uh, I surprised the hell out of myself. Were you, were you do, going backwards? Yes, of course. Cutting Cutting hard. Hard. No, look at it. I can still do it. I yeah? Can, I can still do it. Well, it's... well, I could 10 years ago. Now, I was 50. Now, I'm 60. We'll see. I sound like Al Bundy. For it sounds like out. a summer activity, though, or a winter no, activity. I would like we, to do that. Yeah, that I would, would be like fun. to go down there. Um, you can show Ella how to skate. How about that? I, I would do that. We did our show from there one day. Oh, really? Yep. We did our show from there one day. Um, it was before the F-bombs. Yeah. So that was 2009. Anyways, how I remember my career, right? <laughs> Sad. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, but good to the Iowa Wild to get back where we were uh, for uh, continuing to. Look, it's a family activity. It's great. The, the, the community needs some of these things in the winter. Get outside, blow the stink off yourself, skate around. And, you know, it's um, it's a fun it's a fun activity and, and good for the Wild for doing that. And I don't. I mean, I don't know the financial arrangements. I think they do it on their own, or maybe they get a little help from the for the, uh, city. From the city, yeah. whichever one that they're building it in. <clears throat> um, but regardless of that, good for them for doing that. All right, John, we've got football tonight. We've got a couple of uh, football games. We're going to spend a lot of time in the 11 o'clock hour. I don't think we got to that point, did we? We talked about uh, Nick Athen coming on. Let me clear my throat.
Uh, Nick Athen coming on. And then Alex Halstead at 1120 was Iowa State Basketball Media Day yesterday. We'll cover a lot of ground in that. I'm excited about the Cyclone team. I am too. They will carry the state, don't you think? And I not well. They both of the Valley teams got a chance. They do. I I think you and I has a chance to be really good. If the Fife kid who's been banged up mm-hmm. is really their only real big that they have right now, if he's healthy for the whole season, I think you and I is good enough to win the league. And look what DeVries did last year. We had no idea what he was going to have, and he made chicken salad. Out yes, of, you know, ah, that's too. That's over. That's not fair. But he did a really nice job with those kids. No, with the, the, was that roster that he inherited? And they return a ton, but. The, the loss of McGlynn's going to hurt Drake. Yes, no doubt. Because, and that's kind of Valley teams in general, mm-hmm. right? It's, we saw him in Wichita. Remember, McGlynn yeah. was on that team. What's the name of that thing? We got excited about that for one night. Iowa United? Iowa United, yes. Iowa comes back next summer. I'm absolutely. We'll be and in even uh, deeper, I think. Well, yeah, because they talked about bringing it here, right? That's right. Yeah, to, one to of the Drake. regionals. Yeah, yeah. To, to the uh, NAP Center. Well, anyways, we've got a ways to go with that. But back to my original point, I think Iowa State's going to be... Look, it's... Scott Knock made this point was coming up the stairs today, and he's 100% right. Scott Knock works here at, uh, at uh, um, iHeart Des Moines. Um, it's kind of like football, where there's that top team, mm-hmm. Kansas. Kansas. Uh, in, foot, in basketball, Oklahoma. Then there's the next tier, and it's probably Baylor and Texas Tech. Well, and it's funny. Fair to say? You mentioned Texas Tech. And Chris Beard, what he has done the last mm-hmm. two years, has built up. You just have to trust him, right? Right, and that's what Chris Level, who joined us yesterday, who does the uh, the color analyst, uh, the color commentary for uh, uh, basketball at Texas Tech, he said the same thing. You trust him. But I was looking at Kerry Miller, who we've had on the program, uh-huh. one of our many college basketball guys you'll hear throughout the winter, and Kerry mentioned he put together, he did the media poll. There's not an official media poll for Big 12 basketball, but he did one of his own over at The Athletic. Well, did you see some of that, by the way? I did. And and you could rank and how, how many guys participated? Looks like about a twelve. Do, I was going to say a dozen. Yep. And Iowa State. Somebody had picked Iowa State tenth. Yes. And basically everybody after after first of course Kansas. Right. And that was, they were consensus number one. Right. And Baylor was very solid in that second spot. I believe every team out of that next group of eight teams was picked anywhere from third to tenth, except for TCU <laughs> right. that never got above seventh. That shows you. Every team goes into this year in the Big 12. And this uh-huh. is not hyperbolic. Rutgers, you know, maybe. No, no, they can't. This is every team goes into this season believing we're an NCAA mm-hmm. tournament team. Mm-hmm. Every single team. And it's not ridiculous notions. This isn't baseball spring to reigns eternal. Like we did with the Big Ten Western football, yes. you can make a case for a whole, lot of school, a whole lot of schools. And that's the depth of this yeah. league. And the way that it's set up and the double... You play oh, everybody hoping awesome. away. It is, you don't have to be great to get in. You beat each other up. And mm-hmm. and for Iowa State, with the right break, and you get rid of, seems like every year there's that two-week stretch where they just play some awful basketball. It's kind of been a calling card of prome. You maybe keep that away and just have it be one game as opposed to two weeks and four games that fall into it. And maybe they are third. But it goes the other way, and you have one of those two-week stretches, and you lose a couple of tight games. They very well could be eighth in this league. Still, eighth might be good enough to be 
an NCAA tournament team, though. Well, it's, it's certainly in the conversation, Trent, and we weren't sure that we were going to have a conversation like we uh, like it was a couple of years ago when there was a huge void uh, in March Madness in our state. So Boy, was that awful? That was terrible, absolutely terrible. So it's it's going to be fun to watch this team. Uh, Bolton's impact, I don't I, I don't think you can measure. We'll we'll see. Um, we watched him as a freshman at Penn State, and he jumped off the television screen uh, when you watch Penn State. They got a good one here in this kid, and I think that. Uh, that might he might be the difference. Certainly, the the optimism meter mm-hmm. uh, goes more to the right than it did uh, prior to him gaining his eligibility. So that'll be fun. Uh, I want to talk about Iowa and Purdue because Trent, when the line came out, I thought to myself, "Oh boy, they missed on this one. That's a big, big number." Look, Iowa. We uh, the last time we saw the we'd seen them that feel come away turning off the TV, feeling pretty good about the Hawks, right? They lost the week before to Michigan. The Penn State game didn't go their way. Well, that's too many points. They'll win the football game, but it's going to be closer than you think. Bet all you can on Purdue before that number goes. I think they're going to blow Purdue out. Throttle them? I do. The more I look at this game, and the more that the injuries that have stricken this Boilers team in some important... I mean, the quarterback is out. The most offensive... Uh, biggest offensive weapon maybe in the conference is out. The leading tackler is out. The middle of that defensive line is out. They have shuffled the offensive line. Four out of the five uh, starters from two weeks ago have changed the exception being the left tackle. Trent, I think I was got to be coming into this football game with a, you know what, we've had enough kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Tired of it. Uh, some of the players' parents are getting on Twitter and calling out the fan base. It has not been a good week, I don't think. Um, and I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna take it out on those poor boilers. And that Brom winning streak over Ferris is going to come to a crashing halt. I see, and that's the part, the last part you threw in there. That still, he's a good coach, me. Trent. He finds whatever weakness you have, and he is going to exploit it. And he has found something the last two years on the Iowa defense, mm-hmm. and it's making plays up the field, up the sideline. From the French dude two years ago, Stefan Luangu, was that the guy's yes, name? Yes, I forgot about him. Uh, French wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> he walks into Kinnick and he has a historic day to last year, and it was Rondell Moore oh, and everybody my. else up and down. Yep. I saw the uh, stats yesterday for the two cornerbacks. Hankins was out that game, Ojemudia was out. So it was the two freshmen, Riley mm-hmm. Moss. Uh, he was targeted nine times, gave up eight passes, mm. 160 yards, two touchdowns, and also a pass interference. Picked on him. Julius Brents, on the other side, was better. Mm-hmm. He was targeted six times, gave up five passes for 80 yards, and a touchdown himself. Mm. You can't have that out of your quarterbacks. No, you Purdue. can't. And look, they're going to do. They're going to come in with the exact same game plan again. They are. They're David Bell is an outstanding football player. Iowa recruited him hard. Yep. Indianapolis kid. Yep. Ohio State recruited him hard. That was his final three. Iowa, Purdue, and Ohio Iowa, State. Purdue, Ohio. Okay. And he stayed at home, went to the Boilermakers and yep. playing for Brome and what they do offensively there. I... I that still lingers in the back of your mind. You got Plummer, the quarterback, who threw for 400 yards last week. Uh-huh. I know it was Maryland, but still, he still. threw for 400 yards last week. This is a guy you can move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's not a statue, but he's also not the dual threat that we've seen. Sometimes yeah, that's in the exactly past. it. I think his um, his the running aspect of his game. I think it's a little overrated. I think so too. I 
he's not of the similar ilk of some of those guys. No, he's not Adrian Martinez or no, anything not like that. No, they, no, they, no. Don't think that that's what's coming to town. He's more of a slide-in-the-pocket kind of guy. He can right. make a little bit of move there. If he has And to. if it's wide open, he can pick up eight yards and, and get to the out-of-bounds and get the first down. But, but he's, he's, he's a pass-first quarterback. Absolutely. He's looking to chuck the ball. He's got a really good tight end. Mm-hmm. Hopkins is terrific, and he had a big week last week against Maryland. Bell, you identified him. He's Bell great. is going to be a star yes. in this league. And when they get more back healthy, that tandem. Oh, that's so scary, right? And it might be next year. This defense, though, is atrocious. Yep. And to your original point, that's the thing if you're a Hawkeye fan, you hang your hat on. You're going to see what we expect to see with Iowa football. They're going to be able to run the football right at Purdue and pick up big chunks. I think they're going to be able to do what they want, Trent. I will be disappointed if this isn't a an easy cover. You know, I'm not saying they win by 30, but they yeah. should certainly should win by 21, 24. They should have their way with this team, and they haven't had their way with this team. If they slog their way and still get a win, but it's yeah, it'll be kind of like a bad taste in your mouth kind of win, right? 17, 13, yeah. something like that, right? The question marks on that offense are going mm-hmm. to continue, and and well, off they go to Northwestern before the bye, and that's the last team you want to see if you're a Hawkeye fan. A team struggling and, and a decent defense. I yeah. mean, uh, the Northwestern's offense is, um, you know, it's it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but defensively, they can play. How about how about the uh, the card they were dealt yesterday, right? With the rain out in baseball, yeah, and then FS1 picking up the baseball. I mean, they have to, right? Um, we when we got off the air yesterday, we were kind of figuring out well, where the hell are they going to put this game? Mm-hmm. But FS1, which is owned by Fox, has that relationship with the Big Ten Network, so they're going to park it on BTN. It's still going to be the FS1 announcers, right? It's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be Big Ten announcers. I think it's going to be the Fox Sports One broadcast. Yes, whoever just was scheduled shown on BTN. Yeah, and the reason that they don't have the flexibility also with Big Fox, you think of Friday night, well, they have the flexibility is Big Fox now yes. is in the wrestling game, I guess, and, and not the collegiate wrestling game, real wrestling. It's the fake wrestling. Mm-hmm. That Chris Williams loves. Right. WWE. I'll give him credit. Those dudes are athletes. They're athletes. They're athletes. The pounding that they take and then jump on another airplane and go do it in another yeah, city and yeah. the very next night. Yeah, but you're right. It's, uh, you, it, normally it would have been, well, this is an easy fix. We'll yeah. just put, put it on Fox. Right. Kick put it off on the there. Simpsons or whatever. What does Fox have? I don't know. If, well, I don't watch any of them. So. I, well, I, I watch The Simpsons. I don't watch the new Simpsons anymore. I still watch the old ones. But during the week, I, no I don't idea. watch anything. Nor do I. I don't watch anything at all on Fox. I can't even remember. I don't watch the anything last, on network TV. Period. The last series I've even watched other than on Fox. football, right? Or baseball. Speaking of that, speaking of football, Buck will be in attendance, of course, for Thursday night football. You know, who, so he's doing the game tonight. He is. So taking his place for the baseball game will be okay. So let me guess. It's a Fox. It's a Fox production. Yes. I mean, I would hope it's Brian Anderson, but it's not. It's not. Um, he's so good. Yes. Who laid on me? The other guy, the Dodgers guy, uh, Joe Davis, the guy we didn't know who he was a part of. That's mm-hmm. right. So he's doing the game tonight. Gotcha. So he'll be doing it, and he's done a nice job. Mm-hmm. I've heard him a few times. Heard him during Dodger yeah, games okay. this year. I like him. Does mm-hmm. a good job. And uh, a new voice out there, and you'll get Buck on your football, so you'll be happy. He'll be one of the few. I will. Uh, big night. Big sports night tonight. Can't wait for it. Baseball, football. My Jets play the, the, uh, the Islanders, so I'll pick you in on that a little bit. Uh, not a, There's a Pac-12 game. For whatever reason, I've got a um, an unhealthy relationship with Pac-12. Yeah, what's your deal? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe you want it to be good? Yeah. Or do you like to be a little bit different than everybody else? Uh, well, that's true, too. But I don't know. It's just maybe it's out of sight, out of mind. UCLA Stanford? Eh, 
Do marquee programs. Chip Kelly, how much trouble is he in? Because USC is going to have a new coach more than likely. Right. And it's going to be somebody I would guess with some buzz. Yes. Be um, Urban Meyer, James Franklin. I don't think they can afford to buy Chip Kelly out. I don't He's think owed so. tens of millions of dollars. Right. Yeah, last, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a huge buyout, like it a is. big, big number. Yep. Not like Taggart. Isn't Taggart like $19 million they right. owe him? So but I think Chip Kelly's in. north of 10 No, he is. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, we'll talk to Stephen M. Sipp, a Lincoln Journal star. We'll do that with Sipp. Uh, he's coming up next. Uh, Lee Sterling's going to slide on in here. I think we've uh, halted before we got our final guest. We will have Mark Morehouse on the program today as well. So 11 o'clock, Nick Athen will start it. Trent and I with, uh, will opine on Thursday Night Football. Chiefs and Broncos. Then Alex Halstead will preview Texas Tech, but also a long look at Iowa State basketball media day from yesterday. And then Mark Morehouse takes his spot, and we will take a look at the Hawks and the Boilers, see how he sees this game. But right now, Trent, it's time to put another $1,000 in your bold bankroll or in your sports wagering account or wherever you can use the grand. Text the keyword YOGA. To 200, 200 right now. That's yoga to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. A Big Ten West conversation with our friend Stephen M. Sippel from the Lincoln Journal Star. Trent and I until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's time for Sip. Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. Oh, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, and he stiffed us today. He did! Man, you went to all that trouble of building him his own open. Yes! And he doesn't answer the phone. Well, you know what he's probably doing right now? He's probably in front of a bunch of blue hairs at some luncheon that he likes to uh, talk to beforehand. He sent me a text this morning at 5.42. Two thumbs up. He's in. He can't wait to talk. Well. Anyways. Well, he, he saw that game last Saturday. Maybe that's he the was reason there. Yeah, it. he was. Uh, it was a... Boy, it wasn't pretty, right? No. You know, let's talk... Because uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to him about is... is the is the, Are the Gophers, mm-hmm. who are off to a... Um, a terrific start. By the way, former gopher, Marion Barber, in a little bit of trouble. Did saw you see that? that, yes. I, mean, I never know what happens to these guys after their careers, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how much money Barber made. I'd see how much money Brock Osweiler made, by the way, who oh, retired I'm sure just. A ton. Over $40 million. That's a good start to your life. Oof. Yeah, I'll say. Um, second round pick, got a Super Bowl ring, of course, cashed in with Houston, flamed mm-hmm. out there after one year, right? I think it was one year. And then somehow they persuaded the Browns. To take his, that contract off their hands. Um, but, yeah, just just crazy. So, Marion Barber in trouble. But the Gophers overall, look, I picked them to win, and then I saw them early in the year. I thought, whoops, you know, that, that was a missed bad on one. That one. I, I missed yeah. on that one. Because the offensive line was so porous. Well, they get that 400-pounder out of He's the He's huge. Edge. He's huge. And yet, Trent, they're slow. 
Yes. I mean, they're big and they're strong, but you can run around them. But they're built much like Wisconsin. Let's they're get built as many not big, as athletic, obviously. But as many big guys yep. as possible, and they are going to be a power team. Mm-hmm. You know, and another component of this, when you kind of look to the future, Tanner Morgan has done a really nice job. Yeah. And Addix said who's going to miss the entire year, yes, right? yeah. But if they can find a quarterback that has really that dual threat with what they do with the spread power look that they have, if they can get a guy like an Adrian Martinez, mm. how much more that offense can be because mm-hmm. there's still some certain limitations because they don't have the athleticism of a guy that can throw it and run it. Yeah, I don't remember Addix that. Is he, is he no. not a dual threat guy? No. Like, I don't remember his freshman year. I know he lost his gig halfway through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, They'll run the football. They have yeah. three really good backs. Ibrahim mm-hmm. has been banged up. Mm-hmm. Brooks is finally back. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's ever going to be a game where Brooks is going to be able to give them 16, 18 carries. No, I they think don't have to. But then you lean on Rodney Smith. Rodney Smith, right. And that two-headed monster receiver, both mm-hmm. of them. Um, Bateman, of course, Tyler Johnson. He's terrific. Bateman's a star. Yeah. Bateman's going to play in the league. Well, maybe they both I think have they a both chance. are. Both have a chance, uh, too. And the defense is getting better. But look, at it's the schedule is what it is. You play who's in front of you. But it's been, it has been very uh, kind to Nebraska so far. I mean, their Big Ten tilts, Minnesota rather, their Big Ten tilts are Purdue, Illinois, and Nebraska. Mm -hmm. You know, not exactly the murderer's row of the Big Ten. Now, here's the other thing. It doesn't get any tougher the next couple of weeks. They've got Rutgers and Maryland. And then the calendar flips to November, sadly, um, because I wish there was a couple more weeks in October. (laughs) But there isn't. They get a bye, and then they host Penn State at Iowa, uh, at Northwestern before home to Wisconsin. Very well could be a one and three to one and three. It wouldn't be nine and three is pretty good for Minnesota. Football. Oh, absolutely, I, because they got there once during the regular season with Mason. One nine and uh-huh. three season, I think that was it. But they had plenty of seven and fives. That was usually kind of the level that they were. And then they take a step back and they bounce back and mm-hmm. they start off four and zero and they get clubbed by somebody and it'd be back and forth losses, kind of alternating throughout the season. When I look at them, Trent, I see a team. That is clearly their arrow. They're getting better. They're, they're, the offensive line, they're running the football. They're opening up some holes. They're starting to protect Morgan a little bit better. Minnesota, they're, they've improved. Look, they're, they're an unbeaten football team, yet they're improving as the season goes on, which is you know what you want. And a year ago at this time, they were awful. They're getting blown out by Illinois. Mm. They were getting blown off the field and by Lovey Smith and Illinois. they fired the defensive coordinator and everything turned around. They got to a bowl game. And how often does that really happen? Not very often. No. It, it might be a band aid for a week or two. You can see some kind of bump, but that's usually all that yeah. it is. And this team has become very good. And as you were at least leaning a foot off the bandwagon in September, I kept well, telling you. watching South Dakota State, I mean, just run right through that offensive line. But I told you, they're winning these games. Now. Yes, and they and usually you're a great point, and you're right then and you're right today. Those games usually ended up in the L column Absolutely. for them. Absolutely, that was they weren't the prettiest wins, but they were wins. Doesn't say how; it says nope. how many. That's what matters, year. and you add them up at the end. I don't think they're going to be in contention still for the division title. No, I don't either. But Wisconsin nine and three. seems head and shoulders over everybody. Here's another question for you, though. Speaking of this Gopher program and my buddy Phil Fleck. They go nine and three. He's going to get. To, he's going to have some opportunities. SEC come calling. I don't know who, but he's he's, he's going to have some opportunities because he's looking. He's doing it this in Minnesota. He's a Midwest guy. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, what stays there? I, I, I like these coaches that have success in the conferences we cover. Right. Yeah. I don't like to see teams take steps back necessarily, and that's what we've got here. If Vanderbilt calls, you don't leave Minnesota for Vandy, do you? Because Mason's going to get fired, isn't he? I, yeah. They just lost to UNLV. Be, right. You can't do that right. as an SEC. Didn't they program. have a big win earlier in the year? Didn't they? Did they pick off Purdue, maybe? Vandy? Yeah, that sounds right. I think they did. I think they had a good win early in the nope. year. Nope. Uh, Purdue got him. Purdue got him? 42-24. All right. Their only win came against Northern Illinois, 24-18. Okay. So, but the Vandy job might be open. I don't think you leave Minnesota for that. Uh, no. I, it's the SC. No, I don't think you do. It's the Big Ten. It's Big Ten West. I don't think he does. I hope he doesn't. And I don't know anything about the facilities either of those two schools. Sure. All right. So, uh, chip on his shoulder. Let's, let's, uh, take that chip and let's, uh, take it to Lubbock because I think that this is what Iowa State's walking into this weekend. I think that this is a whole bunch of pissed off Red Raiders. Okay. Uh, the way that that game ended last week, Trent, it was egregious. It was absolutely egregious to have that stolen from that they, they turned the ball over. Um, and therefore forfeiting their opportunity, Baylor's, uh, who had the ball first in overtime. They get the ball back, and of course they would go on to win the football game. But it was set up so well for Texas Tech. All they have to do is kick a freaking field goal. I know it's college kickers. It's easier <laughs> said than done. Uh, but nonetheless, point stays. If, if you're, if you, I think you use that. I do. I think that this is something that, um, you know, it's us against everybody type of thing. And here's a team as, as the schedule came out and, you know, they're trying to find a way to get to six wins and, uh, first year there for Wells. You're thinking, well, that's one that you got a chance in. Look, Iowa State's got better talent. They do. Plain and simple. They've got better talent. Both sides talent. of the football. There's not a doubt. This is a better football team, but those other factors that always play in. And, and I think this is a good one to bring up what this does for Texas Tech in a first year coach. And when mm-hmm. you're trying to build a program, your identity, these kind of galvanizing forces that can happen. Very well could be a turning point. And two weeks ago, nobody gave them a shot against Oklahoma State. No. And not only did they no, win that game. No, because we just saw Oklahoma State play Texas as tough as they did. They controlled that thing from start to finish. They were the better football team for 60 minutes mm-hmm. of that game. Because we spent all week praising Sanders and yes. how damn good he's going to be and how he's going to have a turned over shot. three times. A bunch. A couple of turns. I think he two picks and maybe a fumble in that game. He didn't play very well. Texas Tech... They're pretty good defensively compared to past what they'd been reiterations yeah, yeah. of Texas Tech. Number one, folks, Jordan Brooks. You'll see him all day long. Well, Look at the quarterback. Linebacker, right? Yeah, linebacker, middle linebacker, spy. Remember, Chris Level said yesterday. He said, "This is what uh, this is what Brooks has been asked to do. Is asked to hold down in consecutive Khalil Tate, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> Sanders, Charlie Brewer, and here comes Brock Purdy. Jeez." How about that gauntlet of QBs? So Brock Purdy's not probably going to show him anything he hasn't seen over the last month. No, I would think not. Uh, but he's still, it's crazy the defenses still go for that pump fake, although not as much as they did. He hasn't used it this much, as much this year, has he? No, Purdy? no. Outside the pocket, pump right. fake, and get an extra eight. Yep, because it been, when he broke into the league last year, everybody bought that hook, line, and sinker. So here's something for you. Jet Duffy. Mm-hmm. Jet Duffy is... How many games do you think he's played over the last three years? Oh, I have no Six, idea. eight, something like that? Yeah. And you'll flip it on one time and you're like, boy, I mean, this is that speed element at the quarterback uh-huh. position for what Texas Tech does. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have something here. What has he done? In, let, me, let me get his stats. I want to find his stats. And then you watch him another week, and he's just awful. Uh-huh. He can't hit waterfalling out of the uh, boat <laughs> in the ocean. He's been that bad. 
he's older. He's been in this system for a long time. I know it's Wells and a new staff and all that, but but still, he has been there for a long time. If Duffy has turned the corner as a quarterback, and Bowman will be the guy when he gets sure. back here. Five touchdowns, two picks. That's who he is. He has played in, um, hard to say, last year he threw 154 balls, this <laughs> year 107. Eight and six last year. Eight, eight TDs, six picks. And one of those games I think was really good, and one that he started was really bad. Before the year, West Virginia, Texas Tech, back-to-back. This felt like the more difficult of the two. Uh, yes, to me. yes, yes, absolutely. Because of Bowman. Yeah. They got and, a quarterback. And it's the back half of back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. There, I haven't heard Campbell say anything about that this week. Back-to-back road games. And it's not Are you like, talking about travel, you mean? Right. And it's not like it was trips to Kansas. No. This is the two longest trips for Iowa State. Right, but it's to charter airplanes. It is. But still, I was telling you about hockey back-to-backs. Now, those are actually back-to-back days. <laughs> right. Not seven days between them. Something there? Um, perhaps. I mean, perhaps. Um, maybe we're just looking for I, angles I, I, here. I, because maybe, Iowa State is the better football they team. They are the better football team. Look, the biggest question mark, and we're not going to get anything from Matt Campbell. No. We know that now. And he doesn't have to put anything out there, so why would he, why would he show his cards? Is, is Orion Vanson's Greg Eisworth? Mm-hmm. And are they going to be able to answer the belt? Now, having said that, I thought Braxton Lewis had a really good game. Braxton Lewis, a game last week, um, I thought, was his best game in his senior season. Now, I know he's been banged up to start the year, but remember him last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, we would come in seemingly every Monday, and we'd be talking about 33, and oh my God, I can't believe that this guy does. He doesn't even have a scholarship, and yet he's doing what he's doing. So they rectified that. They put him on scholarship. He gets a little banged up. I thought he had his best game last week. So those two guys that you mentioned and the injuries that they have, and I don't anticipate either will play. Do you? Um, maybe, um, we'll ask maybe Al- Vance. Alex, yeah, Halstead for some clarification. But I look at those two guys on the defense now, which Aquan Bailey hurt, mm-hmm. as the two biggest playmakers. Guys that yes, by can, far. can change I the agree. game on a play. Yes. Ryan Vance with just the speed that he plays at. Or maybe you know who's another guy we've put in that conversation? Giggle Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's looked good. He's looked really good. And sometimes and I and you know with Spears too. Spears I think we Spears we has spoiled him, him right? Yeah. Uh, spoiled us a little bit because he's a week in week out with him. But exactly. it seems like But big you're plays. you're two guys yeah. I'm with those yeah. two you don't play with those two guys mm-hmm. on the road at Texas Tech mm-hmm. with an offense. Mm-hmm. No Jaquan Bailey's no, a senior. Bailey. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into this being a better game than I think it probably will still turn out to be. Lines what seven? Yeah, right. At Where that did it open? Number. Does it move very much? I think it opened like five and a half, and it trended up right away, and then it stayed at that six and a half, seven number here throughout the week. But right in that area, I certainly think Iowa State's even on the road more than a touchdown better than Texas Tech. Now you've seen more. You saw basically all last week, and mm-hmm. I didn't see that game. I watched a lot of the Oklahoma State game the week previous, but. You probably have a better read on that than I. Touchdown better? More than a touchdown better? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I really, especially after Brees Hall, what he did last week. Yes. And, and I, I mean, the receiver, they're so deep at the receiver. Deshante Jones never caught a pass last week after catching 10 the week before. And in week one, looked like he was the only guy that could <laughs> right. catch a football. Unbelievable. Lee Sterling will uh, opine on uh, a handful of games, including Purdue, Iowa, and Iowa State uh, versus Texas Tech. His game of the week is tonight. Really? 
Game of the week is, I wonder what size. He's got to be on the Chiefs. Now, he's not going to tell us. Uh, that's the one he's going to say for the very end. Yes. What, what's the number? Three, two and a half, three? Your Broncos fandom, I think, is very much tainting your view of this one. There's a lot of people on the Broncos. Why? Because of what we've seen out of the Chiefs the last yeah. two weeks. They were at home. I know. That's true. And got beat by... You know where Patrick Mahomes began his uh, rampage through the NFL, right? In week, week 17, 17 of, yes. his, of his uh, rookie year in Denver. Um, I don't know, Trent. I... We're at a consensus Look, story here's in the Vegas thing. right now. For Is the, it three? Spread. If Denver wins the game, if Denver finds a way to win this game tonight, they're very much back in the hunt. Yeah. It's because the Chargers... That's a season for hell for them. It, it has really been. has been. You know what? It's been since they left San Diego hell. Nobody cares about them in, in Los Angeles. No. I mean, did you see the Steeler fans in the building last mm-hmm. week? It was embarrassing. It was three it was quarters. Embarrassing. I don't know how they can get out of this. I, I mean, legally, I have no idea. They're locked with the Rams. Mm-hmm. The stadium that's being built yes, in Inglewood. In Inglewood, Hollywood Park, where the racetrack is. If you're flying into LAX, you look out the right side of the plane seemingly every time you fly into there, and it's right below you. It's, it's right by LAX. It's, you know where it is? It's the parking lot of the Fabulous Forum. Oh, okay. The Fabulous Forum in Hollywood Park, which was a longstanding racetrack in Southern California. They are neighbors of LAX Airport. And it's right by uh, the Fabulous Forum is where they built it. But if, it's actually on the property of the racetrack. If they could get out of it, where would be a San good, Diego! Besides San Diego, because they're never going to get the public funding that Spanos needs. Where else? You think they wouldn't even in today's... I don't know. You don't think absence has made the heart grow fonder? I think they just hate him so much that they won't do it. You know what? That's a very uh, smart statement on your part. They do. Vegas is taken. Yep. Raiders are going there. Well, the other hot mark was always San Antonio. San Antonio, yes. We saw the Saints play there after Katrina. Mm-hmm. There's well, been a lot of teams games. have flirted with there, seemingly. Right. The Cowboys used to train there. Now they're in uh, Oxnard, California, of all places. We've heard Toronto in the past. That was, of course, something yeah, with Buffalo, Yeah, you know what? I though. think that that experiment f- failed miserably. So they stayed out of that. Portland? Eh. Salt Lake City? No. Oklahoma City? I think my original answer is the right answer. I think that's about all there but is. your point on Spanos? They hate him. They'll Des Moines? never do anything for him. <laughs> Remember that well, politician? Weren't we getting a... Weren't we getting a, uh, a fr- what kind of franchise were we getting in the league? Just oh, an AAF franchise, eventually. Wasn't oh, the, yes. We yeah, were on that, that expansion, and then the next week the league folded. The league folded. <laughs> Remember that goober over in Omaha that was running for office, and one of his platforms was he wanted to make sure that Omaha got an NFL team before Des Moines. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. It was like two years ago. That that was his big calling card. He's going to do everything. Tell me he didn't get elected. He did not. Yeah, I figured so. Thank, uh, thankfully to our neighbors to the West. Lee Sterling joins us next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's 24-hour sports. Morning, noon, and night. Here on 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Station 1460 KXNO. Take you until noon. Let's get to Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, is where you can find Lee ParamountSports.com. You can hear him here at this time each and every Thursday. You can see him in the Midwest next week. Trent, he's getting on an airplane, going to K State. Saw that. Uh, Packers, Chiefs. Who's K State play? Lee, who are you going to see? Oklahoma, I believe. Is that? Who is that? Oklahoma. Wow. 
I hear a lot of boo- I have a feeling I'm going to hear a lot of boomers sooner, but um, <laughs> yeah, I probably will. They take their band with them to those games, I'm sure, right? I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right; you're going to hear a lot of boomers sooner. And you picked a pretty good NFL tilt to go to. That's a oh, Sunday night wow. affair, is it not? Yeah, Sunday night, and um, you know who now? Who know, I said to myself, who knows how long Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing in a matchup? You know, maybe two of the top three or four quarterbacks yes. in the NFL. So. I'll be there in that station there. They've been over the powerhouse, so uh, they're having some big events, and so uh, going to be there for, for the whole weekend. Uh, it's all football. <laughs> Good stuff. You can't beat that. Well, speaking of all football, let's get into some of that football. And We talked about K-State, and one of the games you're going to talk about is TCU-K-State. Uh, TCU is what, a slight favorite, three and a half? Yeah, yeah, they are, and... and the Wildcats really needed to buy to regroup after lopsided losses to Baylor and Oklahoma State. They just don't have the skill players to compete with these top teams here. For some reason, TCU and Gary Patterson won the last two. Uh, pretty crazy at Kansas State. Dominated them uh, 52-45. The score was a little bit closer than you would think, but the other one was 26-6. So he's had some success uh, there in Manhattan. And, and Kansas State... Just a number 113th pass offense and very porous run defense probably can't get fixed in season. Everyone kind of looking forward to the Alex Delton return to Manhattan, but he's he's probably the backup now and will play very little, probably a couple series at most in Kansas State. I just think they got to show some new wrinkles or trick plays. Uh, and they got to play with a lead. If they don't play with a lead, they're in trouble. I like TCU here, 30 to 24. TCU and pick number one. Let's stay in the Big 12. I'm really looking forward to this game. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders, a quarterback for Oklahoma State, certainly inconsistent here throughout his freshman year. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. While Baylor continues the march undefeated, Okie State favored by three in the hook at home. Yeah, and, and Baylor might have played themselves out here after the last two weeks. Uh, last week, two overtime win versus Texas Tech. The officiating that was mm, a awful. lot of bad NFL games, but this was that center snap oh. where they ruled that illegal snap. Um, so I had a friend sit with me all Saturday and, and Sunday, and actually even Monday, his wife was away. He's an he's an official, and uh, here in Miami, and he was just shaking his head at some <laughs> of the stuff that was called mm-hmm. and not called. So crazy. Now they've also lost their best. Uh, defensive player in Clay Johnson, Oklahoma State. How about this stat? Oklahoma State off of a bye when they're playing a ranked team at home and they're a favorite. We've won the last four times straight up. Uh, this is Ambush City. I like Oklahoma State here, thirty-seven thirty. Uh, let's move to the night game, and we've got Penn State at Michigan. Uh, Penn State. Coming in off a win over Iowa, that's a 6.30 kickoff, and Happy Valley in Penn State uh, is an 8.5-point favorite. This this is a major home series. Last year, Michigan wins 42-7, to so you know Penn State's looking for revenge. Two years ago, at home, they went 42-13. to Those two games were not even close. Here's why I can't back Michigan. 17 fumbles this year. They've lost nine of them. Also, Penn State's quarterback, Sean Clifford. I mean, this, this kid's a tough kid for a sophomore with limited experience. He'll make that throw that needs to be placed the right place on, on third downs, doesn't turn the ball over, and also can get a first down with his legs. And Michigan, the, on offense, ranked just 85th in yards per attempt, and you got to be balanced, and you got to 
you got to you know play with a lead when you're on the road. You can't play from behind. And how about this Michigan one and six against the spread versus ranked teams last seven times. Payback is a you know what, and everybody loves a whiteout before Halloween. Give me Penn State thirty four thirteen. Three straight favorites for Lee Sterling yeah. as he joins us here. It's Miller and Condon on KXNO. Let's go here to our state starting the Big Ten. Iowa welcomes in Purdue. Hawkeyes, big number in this game. You could have got it this summer around a touchdown. Now yep. you're laying 18.5 with the Hawks. Yeah, revenge here for Iowa for that 38-36 loss last year uh, and the year before. Purdue, you know, they can uh, play uh, and beat even you know some unsound teams like Maryland, but uh, Maryland is soft and fake, and actually as a coach, it's amazing how Loxley got that job at Maryland after going 3-33 and at New Mexico is is incredible. But, uh, you know, they this, this Iowa team, I think they get back on track. I think they'll just run the ball, control the ball, and force Purdue into turnovers with some timely blitzes. I like Iowa here, 34-13. Finish up then, Lee. Let's go. To Iowa State, they go on the road to Texas Tech. You mentioned the Baylor-Texas Tech game last week and, and the bad officiating there. You know, Ken brought up maybe this is going to be a pissed-off Texas Tech team. Matt Wells in his first year to year, you know, trying to build the program his way. Maybe this is something that can bring them together. Cyclones about a touchdown favorite here on the road. Who you got with the Clones and the Red Raiders? Well, Iowa State, last couple games, things are improving. You know, We know they're three points away from a possible top-ten ranking. Yeah. They found a running back here and two freshmen, Brees Hall. Last week, 26 rushes, 132 yards, and three touchdowns. They needed to find someone to solidify that position. But Texas Tech dual-threat quarterback Jeff Duffy really starting to settle in. 786 passing yards the last two games. And Texas Tech getting even better on defense here. 11-2 and two also as an underdog of seven points or more here. I'm calling for the outright upset. Give me Texas Tech 3834. Yep. 38-34. Interesting. We shall see. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I, as Trent mentioned, this has got to be a, a team that's just had enough. I'm going to take the officials out of it. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, Lee, Thursday night football, yeah. I think it's a great, a fun game tonight. AFC West, Denver's got uh, won their last two. Chiefs have yeah. lost their last two. Your game of the week, if the folks out there want more information, how do they reach you, Lee? Yeah, just call me here at 800 400 Nine seven four one. This game goes tonight. This isn't a game uh, that's on Sunday. A lot of people forget these Thursday night games until they turn them on and they realize they're on in the second quarter. So great matchup, must-win game for both teams. So mm-hmm. you want to get it. I've got some real strong info on this game. Just call 800-400-9741 right now. And how about this? We have a new promotion. Never rolled this out. It's called the Autumn Annihilator. Found 12 games combined Saturday and Sunday that I like so much. I'm so sure I'm going to go 7-5 and five or better and have a winning record. If I don't and you purchase the 12 games for $100, you'll get the rest of October on my executive phone service for free. So Autumn Annihilator, 100 bucks, ParamountSports.com. Good stuff, Lee. We will talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. ParamountSports.com uh, is where you can uh, hear Lee, the Autumn Annihilator. You know, must-win game for both teams? Yeah. I agree. Denver's season that puts this one doesn't go their way. Their season is it's over. kaput. Yeah. Chiefs, they've lost two in a row. They need to start feeling pretty. Packers coming in next week on a Sunday night. This is a big spot. And how about the Cyclones going down to Texas Tech? I mean, I don't... S- 
I think he's wrong there. Let's hope he's wrong. Let's hope he's wrong. Like, I think Texas Tech got a big chip, clearly, mm-hmm. after that. But Iowa State's got a ton of talent. We shall see. They got a running back. This Hall kid. Whew, that was nice. eye-opening. All right. Uh, speaking of Chiefs, Broncos, that's how we'll start the hour. Iowa State conversation at 1120 with Alex Halstead. Iowa with Mark Morehouse at 1140. Miller and Condon till noon. Point Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.